you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Revelation chapter 3, if you have your Bibles tonight and would turn with me, I'm going to read two scriptures from Revelation chapter 3. Happy birthday to Brother Michael Brooks. <laughs> Revelation chapter 3, I started studying this earlier this week and the Lord just kept, just kept bringing it to me and bringing more to me and I hope I do the text justice tonight, but I want to I want to point some things to you that the Lord showed me in this text. Revelation chapter 3, verse number 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. I want you to look at your neighbor and just tell him God sees, God knows. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. I get here in this text, and I've enjoyed this text. I have read this text. I have preached from this text. I have shouted over this text. Because the Lord has set before us an open door. And then the next part of this text just exploded in my mind this week. I've set before thee an open door. And no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. I want you to say those three phrases with me. A little strength, a kept word, and an undeniable name. The Lord didn't say, I'd just kick open a door just because I thought it was a good day to open a door. But he said, I've been watching. And because I see that you only have a little strength, but although you have a little strength, you have kept my word. And you have refused to deny my name, even though you're weak and weary and worn and tired. But you've kept my word and you've not denied my name. Therefore, I will set before you an open door. I will open a door that you're too weak to open for yourself. Nobody's going to be able to shut it. I'll shut what nobody's going to be able to open because I'm God. But I've been watching. So I hope to help someone tonight to understand where God is taking the church. And by the help of the Lord, I, I want to preach to you the doorway to victory. The doorway to victory. Lord, help me preach this good, these good people into the spirit of victory tonight. 
by your word and through your spirit. God, do what I cannot do in the flesh. Only you can do through the spirit. By your word now, I pray in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. God bless you. You can be seated. Our text tonight is written to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Wow. I'll try to say that again. Our text is written to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. It didn't happen the second time. John said that the Lord noticed the works of the angel. Now, we understand that the angel of the churches in the book of Revelation is speaking to the bishops and the pastors of the churches. And John writes, and he said, the Lord has noticed. And the Lord has kept record. The Lord has paid attention. And he notices that you are tired, you are weary, you are worn, and you have only a little strength, but yet you have kept my word and you have not denied my name. Therefore, I set before you an open door. Now, he talks about the open door that no man's going to be able to shut. Prior to this text, prior to that scripture, the first scripture that we read tonight, um, he says something along these lines. The text starts uh, describing the key of the house of David being laid upon the shoulders of Jesus. And this was a place, uh, th this, was, this was the text that uh, gives a comparison uh, of a physical key to David's palace that was actually not speaking of a physical key. He said, I, uh, it, it is describing the key to the house of David, and it describes it in comparison to a physical key of the house to David's palace, which uh, was placed in the hand of Eliakim, who was the mayor of David's palace. Now, the strangeness of this text is that the key was not placed in the hand. That's rather strange. The key is not placed in the hand, but rather the key is laid upon his shoulder. Now we could get we can get we could just go a lot of different directions with this. It's not because the key to the palace of David is so large that it'll only fit on the shoulders of man for no key is so large that it has to fit upon the shoulder but the key that must be laid upon the shoulders of the house of David. Now we could tie this into the cross because the key to our victory is really connected to what was laid upon the shoulder. Well, nobody going to help me preach tonight. Revelation's been flowing in your pastor this week, and I'm up here all pumped up and excited about it. So the key to the house of David was that the cross that was laid upon the shoulder. But this, I don't want to get too, too far ahead of myself here. Eliakim was the mayor of David's palace, and he had authority over everything in the palace. He had authority over everything except David himself. He had, he had authority over the, the whole palace, but he did not have authority over David. Eliakim uh, now carries, as the mayor, carries the key, and he had access to every room in the palace. I hope you stay with me tonight because I, I, we're going to go somewhere before we're done. He has, but, but the key was more than just a means of access. But the key in this text was a symbol of authority. So the fact that Eliakim 
has the key of the house of David that was laid upon the shoulders was uh, th th there's there's nothing in the king's palace that is off limits to Eliakim. He, he, he could go anywhere. He, he could close anything up. He could open up anything. There was nothing that he could not lock or unlock. Everything was there. But with this luxury came a certain sense of responsibility upon the shoulders of Eliakim. The key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulders, the Bible said. Can I preach for a few minutes that Jesus Christ, who was from the lineage of David, holds the key to the house of David because the house or that which unlocks everything in the promises of the word of God is that which was laid upon the shoulders of the man Christ Jesus that he carried his cross to all the way to Golgotha and died upon the cross that he carried the key to all victory you will never find victory I know we talk about finding there's certain levels of victory that you'll find in your praise there's certain levels of victory that you'll find through prayer but I'm going to tell you where the price for victory was really paid there is no victory outside of the key that was laid upon the shoulder of Jesus Christ because the key to your victory was found in the cross Can I preach for a few moments today that Jesus Christ, who was from the lineage of David, now holds the key to the house of David. Jesus has all authority, all power, and all dominion. And no matter what you battle, deal with, no matter what you struggle with, Jesus has the key. He can unlock it, nobody can close it. He can close it and nobody can lock it. The Bible says that through him, that is through Jesus, we are given access to his promises. Nothing in the king's palace is off limits to the king's kids because we have been grafted in. We are family. We are heirs and joint heirs with him. I hope you're with me tonight because I'm, I'm dumping a lot of information to you right now. But because you are a born-again child of God, purchased with his blood, baptized in the name of Jesus, born again of the water and of the spirit there is nothing that is off limits to you all power Jesus said in heaven and earth was given unto him and he gave us his name that through his name there shall be remission of sins through his name there would be healing through his name there would be deliverance through his name there will be victory we have a name that is undeniable So you have access to everything that is in his word. Now Paul tells us in Romans the fifth chapter in the second verse, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I feel that I came with a word related to CLC tonight. Not only do I want to preach victory about the church, but I want to preach victory into some of our lives. God has set before us an open door. He has given us a key to possess the land as a church. What you are sitting in tonight is nothing less than an absolute miracle. It's a miracle that we even have this building. It's a miracle because God ordained it. God spoke it. And in his time, when we thought God wasn't even working, he was working behind the scenes. So he gave us, he, he has given us the key to possess the land, this territory, this region, this area. But it's up to us to walk through the doorway and into his victory. So he has given us access to victory, meaning that he has given us an open door. 
Let me talk to you a little bit about prophecy. Words of prophecy have come forth. Words of prophecy related to the future of the church, related to growth, related to revival, related to taking territory, related to what God wants to do in our future. When a prophetic word comes forth, that means that is God's plan and that is the potential of the church. But man can absolutely stop God. Man is the only creature that God gives the ability to tie his own hands. Because he created man a little lower than the the angel. Meaning that angels were created. They worship and they don't have a choice not to worship. Angels do what they're supposed to do. Not given a choice. But you and I are given a choice. He put within us a will. Yet thus we are made a little lower than the angels. Because we have a will. So we can get sideways, cantankers, bad attitudes, bad spirits. Fold our arms when we ought to be worshiping. Close our mouth when we ought to be praising. Refuse to testify when we ought to be telling somebody so we can stop what God is wanting to do there is no secret that everyone under the sound of my voice has unbelievable and undeniable potential and there is not a devil in hell nor a friend or neighbor that can stop what God is wanting to do in your life but if it is stopped it will be because you stop what God is wanting to do So you can get out of the will of God. You can stop what God is wanting to do in your life but not being willing to walk right, live right, do right. You can prevent yourself from walking in victory. Now, there's some things in the spirit that we have a grip on and we we have authority over and we walk in victory without reservation. I clearly understand that. That is very notable as, as this church has moved forward. And as I personally have grown spiritually over the last several years of ministry and uh, sensed the growth and development in the church and sensed and seen growth and development in certain lives of certain individuals that are part of this congregation, I recognize that some of us walk and most of us walk in victory in certain areas of our lives. We live in victory in certain areas. The devil won't mess with you in those areas because you have power, authority, and dominion. The devil has his hands off. You, He will not mess with you in those areas. And, and he knows better because you walk in authority and victory. You'll just speak the name of Jesus. You'll just say in the name of Jesus, get behind me. And in that area of your life, he gets behind you. But then there's some areas of our lives. That we share authority. There are some things that God has given us, but there's some territory that God has set before us and given us authority over, but we're satisfied with shared authority in those areas of our lives. Some things come into our life, well, I'm just, I'm just down. I'm just having a bad week. I'm just, I got a bad attitude. Exactly. And you're not walking in victory in that area of your life. And until you walk in victory in that area, the devil's going to keep fighting you. And God's going to keep allowing the devil to fight you until you learn to walk in victory. It's not God's fault, the church's fault, your neighbor's fault, your wife or husband's fault, your kid's fault, your parents' fault. It is our own fault that we do not walk in total victory. Because when God gives us a promise and sets before us an open door, he says, there's the open door. Will you choose to walk? Walk through it. Pastor, you don't understand. I just don't have the energy anymore. I don't have the fight left in me anymore. Listen, if the Lord didn't hadn't already in the end dictated the fact that he's going to open a door and nobody's going to shut it, he's going to shut doors that nobody's going to be able to open. In, in other words, God has already guaranteed you the victory, but he says, I'm setting the door in front of you, but you've got to walk out into the territory. And when you go out into the territory to claim the promise, there may be some giants in the land that you're going to have to contend with. But until you go out and contend with the giant, you're going to sit on this side of an open door and you're going to live in misery, in despair, in depression, down and out, up one day and down the next because you are refusing to walk through the door into a battlefield and saying there may be giants in the land. But I will overcome by the power of 
that is in the word and the power that is in the name. I want to help somebody tonight. The issue is you cannot overcome anything on your own. It's impossible. You will never be able, able to overcome the adversary on your own. You are going to have to fight some things in your life. There are some things that you have brought with you out of Egypt. There are some struggles that have been in your life for a long time. And you come to the altar, pray through over it, get back up and go right back to the edge of the door and sit down and wait. I'm going to see if God actually gave me the victory. The Lord sent me tonight to try to paint a word picture to you to tell you, no, I see that you're weak. But I've set before you an open door. And the only reason I open the door, because even though you're weak, you have kept my word. And you have not denied my name. And all the, all the power that you need to walk in victory, you will find in the word. My Lord, I'm about to have a fit up here. And you will find in the name. You won't find it in psychology. You won't find it everything you need to walk in victory. You'll find in the word and you'll find in the name. He said, I know you're weak, but even in your weakness, you kept my word and you didn't deny my name. I'll set a door before you. And there's no giant on the other side that can prevent you from claiming your promise. Oh, somebody ought to give the Lord a shout of praise in the house. So God has given us victory. But we don't walk in victory because we're not walking through the door. Everybody say access. By faith, he has given us access. The door is open by faith. The reason we don't walk through is because we're afraid of what is on the other side of the door. Familiarity can be the greatest hindrance to progress. We become familiar where we are. When the Lord gave Israel the promised land, they went out, he sent spies out, they came back, some said we can't, some declared they're giants in the land, they came back never anywhere did the Lord nor the prophet of God declare that there were no giants in the land. Every promised land has giants in it. Every promise that God has given you, you're going to have to contend with some giants living in the land. Some of you are battling giants in your, no you're not, you're not battling giants. You sit on this side and say, I'm just going to see if I can overcome it on this side of the door. And God is saying, no, I am waiting for you. I set before you an open door for you to walk through. There are giants there, but here's what the Lord told Israel. You must go out and dispossess the land. How many of you know what it means to possess the land? How many of you know what it means to dispossess the land? That means you've got to drive out the inhabitants of the land, the strong man, the giants that live in the territory that God has promised you. He is declaring you are going to have to go through the door and you are going to have to step out on the promise and you're going to have to drive them out. And our first excuse is the same excuse we find in the Bible. When the Lord tells Moses, go out and go to Pharaoh and lead my people out. Oh, I'm just a little old me. I'm weak. I'm slow of speech. Who am I? It's the first sound of human reasoning. I am too weak for what you're calling me to. I'm too weak for the giant. I'm too weak for what lays ahead. And the Lord is trying to send a word to somebody tonight to declare, I know I've seen you're weak. 
and because you have been weak but in your weakness you have remained faithful to my word and you have did not denied my name that's the very reason that I've swung the door open and if you will go out by faith not knowing what you're going to encounter on the other side of the door but if you'll go out with my word and you will go out with my name you will always be victorious you cannot have victory and walk in shared authority you will never survive with part-time authority. Oh no, pastor, I got the victory over that devil. I, I put that devil behind me. A few weeks later, you pick the devil right back up again. Come on, somebody. Oh, I got the victory over that. I never, as soon as somebody says something, we blow up, have a bad attitude, a bad spirit. The reason is, is because we're living in shared authority, meaning that we take authority for a little short time, but as soon as something stirs our spirit, something stirs that area of weakness, something stirs that area of the flesh, we walk right back into the sin. We walk right back into the snare. We walk right back into the trap. We walk right back into the enemy. And instead of denying the enemy and standing up and beginning to speak the word and beginning to speak the name in the middle of your situation, you just bow out and say I'm too weak but I'm calling us tonight to walk through the doorway of victory and conquer some of the giants that some of us individually can I preach individually for a moment some of us struggle with giants that we have been coexisting with for a very long time. It's time to go to war in the spirit. You got to go to war in the spirit. You got to have some Holy Ghost fire. Let me tell you what I told my wife today. We're getting ready to move into about every three months. We're going to start doing three days of prayer and fasting. And we're going to come in and our prayer meetings are going to be a little different than our Daniel's fast season of prayer meeting. We're going to come in and have old-fashioned prayer meeting. And we're going to conquer some battles by warfare prayer. I'm not going to stand up here and give you a 30-minute lecture and Bible study on what to pray for. And you pray five minutes and then I, I give you another. We're going to come in here and we're going to go to war in prayer. And we're going to conquer some of the some of the giants that we have been battling and some of the things we're going to drive out some spirits that's been plaguing some of us long enough the Lord said the, the door is wide open and you have been weak but you have kept my word and you've not denied my name you know how we're going to get the victory through the word and through his name So we feel powerless. John chapter 1 verse number 12. The scripture says as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. There is an open door that God has set before us. There is an open door to victory that God has set before this congregation and individuals. I, I kind of sense in the Holy Ghost that maybe some of the prayers of our elders has been holding the door open for some that are not living in victory and certainly not walking in victory. But there's some prayer warriors that keep the door open and the Lord is saying, I see what you're doing and you're, you're going the right direction. If you'll just get the courage... All power is in the name of Jesus. When we speak the name of Jesus, we have the attention of heaven, of earth, and everything that is under the earth. Let me help you with this. In other words, we have the attention of the heavenly host, and when we speak the name of Jesus, we get the attention of all the powers and forces of hell. Because in the end, every knee 
is going to bow and every things above the earth and things when everything is going to bow. So therefore the name of Jesus is the most powerful force. So when we speak the name of Jesus, angels stand to attention and they're like, what do I need to be dispatched to do? What do I need to go out to conquer? Where do I need to be working? What do I need to be warring over? And the angels of heaven stand to attention and the angels of hell step up and begin to look around and begin to say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to do now? Because at the name of Jesus, we know one thing. We have no power or authority over the name. They have authority over you, but no authority over the name. So when you begin to speak the name of Jesus, those demonic forces have to flee and bow and get out. They cannot withstand the name of Jesus. For it is the name above all kid growing up we used to sing it I remember singing it on Delphi Avenue in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we have the victory in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus demons they have to flee or oh, tell me who can stand before us when we call on his great name Jesus Jesus precious Jesus we have the victory you know what it would be good if some of us would reach back and catch an old song like that and just saying in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I have the victory. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name. Oh, Pastor, you don't know what I'm up against. Demons, they have to flee. Come on, tell me who can stand before us when we begin to pray in the name and speak the name and call the name of Jesus. Be seated just for a minute. I want to preach a little while longer if you'll let me. I don't know how long this door is going to be open, but I feel like that God has opened the door for a space of time for many of us to step through this door. There may be a battle on the other side of the door. As a matter of fact, there most likely will be a battle on the other side of the door because I believe there's a promise awaiting on the other side of the door. And I stated earlier, and I'll say again for those of you that may have missed it, every promise is going to come with giants that you're going to have to drive out. So if we're going to conquer the battle, personally, we are going to have to be willing to fight. Listen, for the weapons of our warfare, are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and every high thing that is exalted itself above God or above the things of God shall be brought down by the name of Jesus. I'm coming tonight to tell you you're not going to conquer it in the flesh. You fight the flesh with the flesh. But when you start dealing with things of the Spirit, you've got to deal with it in the Spirit. There's only two weapons that I can find that you're going to. It is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It is the shield of faith. I come tonight to declare that with the shield of faith, you've got to begin to speak the name of Jesus. Some of us in this room have been battling things long enough. And God sent me to you tonight to tell you you need to start putting the devil under your feet and declaring in the name of Jesus you're defeated in the name of Jesus it's gotta go depression's gotta leave me alone addiction's gotta leave me alone for the word of God declares it for the name of the Lord declares it victory is mine I won't just talk about victory and sing about victory but I'm going to live in victory Oh, why don't we take about three minutes and just fight for a moment with our praise and our worship.
The devil hates it when you exalt the name of Jesus. The devil hates it when you lift up the name that is above every name. The enemy's been controlling you long enough. He's been tormenting long enough. He's been laughing at us long enough. Failure, get behind me. Disappointment, get behind me. Depression, get behind me. I will walk in victory. you give me just a couple more minutes? God has given us victory over some things that we have not taken authority over. He gave it to us. It belongs to us. It's ours. But we're not living in it. So my challenge is we've got to take authority. We've got to drive out the enemy. We've got to begin to speak the word. I dare you to get in the word of God this week and start looking for every promise in the word of God that is connected to your victory. Somebody's living in fear. Somebody needs to get in the word of God and needs to find a scripture and put it to memory. He has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I will walk by faith and not by sight. He maketh my feet like hinds feet. Come on, somebody needs to get some scripture and you need to put some scripture to that thing that is haunting you and holding you captive and causing you to walk in defeat and you need to begin to speak the word over it. And when you close the word, you need to say, in the name of Jesus, I declare it, I decree it, I claim it. It's mine by the power in the name of Jesus. Now, here's the deal. There's a faith element involved because we have to have the faith to believe that what is on the other side of the door is greater than what we have on this side of the door. See, we become so comfortable on this side of the door Dealing with a few hang-ups, dealing with a few addictions, dealing with a few frustrations, dealing with a few troubles, dealing with a few problems. But we have never yet found the courage to walk out on the other side of the door because, well, we got it so good here, I'm afraid of what's on the other side of the door. Can I just speak to you and tell you that God will never lead you into something that's less than what you have now unless he has a divine purpose in the end to take you to somewhere greater. With God, every down will always end up and up for you if you walk the steps of a good man or order to the Lord and he delighteth in his way. So I'm telling you, you've got to have the faith to believe that what's on the other side of the door is greater than what you have on this side of the door. It is a better victory. It is a greater plateau. It is a greater place. You think you enjoy it here on this side of the door. But if you walk through the doorway and into the victory that God is calling you to, it'll be better than you ever dreamed possible. So it's the unknown realm that we fear. We fear what we don't know. We fear what we do not understand. But when God opens a door, the potential is always greater at the next level. Sometimes it does not appear greater because you're living on the top of the level where you are and where God is taking you to is a step up and you're walking in at the bottom of the level. Which means that there's going to take some energy and some effort 
for us to ever be able to get to where God wants to take us. CLC may not be a perfect church, but there's a lot of potential here. And as long as God will keep giving me the energy, I'm going to keep calling the church and keep pressing the church. Let's, let's take one more step. Well, pastor, we took three steps forward and two steps back. Let's shout about it. We're one step ahead of where we were. We've got too many negative voices that want to talk about the two steps back is greater than one step forward. There's never been a day that three steps forward, two steps back is not progress. Let's just keep on stepping. We may, we may, go, we may have to back up once in a while and go a different direction, but by faith, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep reaching. So Paul says, by faith, everybody say by faith, we have access. Everybody say access. By faith, we have access. <laughs> I, I can hardly help myself every time that God takes us to a new level. I'm the first one trying to claw my way to get to the door because I want to look out the door and start saying, what's the giant look like? Because the bigger the devil, the greater the level. I'm ready to move into it and fight like I've never fought before because I want to go to the next level. I want to move to the next plateau. Some of us are caught up in all sorts of things personally that are keeping us from moving up. We're allowing the devil to hold us down. We're caught up in our past. We're caught up in our failure. We're caught up in our weakness. Come on, somebody. We get caught up in addiction, caught up in weakness, caught up in despair. And it keeps pulling us back. And it keeps pulling us back. You need to declare in the name of the Lord, there is a doorway to victory that God has set before me. And before I leave here tonight, I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise. I'm going to declare the word. I'm going to speak the name until I find complete victory. I'm challenging every one of us to not allow our flesh to hold us back from the victory that God has in our future. I know only a part of you do this every time that I ask to do it. I'm going to keep doing it. Some of you love it rest of you, I'm just going to annoy you with it. Why don't you look at your neighbor and tell them you have potential. Mm -hmm. Turn to the other neighbor and tell them there's greatness in you. There's greatness in you. I'm a child of the king. I, I'm sick and tired of the devil pointing out everybody's faults and everybody's failures. The devil is the author of confusion. Satan is the author of confusion. He wants, to, he wants to, to speak lies and some truths. He wants to point out every fault, every failure, everything that we've done. It dawned on me a few weeks ago. God's given us regional authority. He's blessed us great things. We, we've just shouted and danced over it and had prophetic words spoke and we've rejoiced in it. But it dawned on me a few weeks ago that the thing that is holding back the next wave of revival is that there are too many people that are not walking in complete victory. Here's the thing. When you step through the door, everybody say the access. When you step through the door, the access by faith, when you access the next level by faith, you cannot go in with a defeated mentality. If you go in with a defeated mentality, you will be defeated every time. We need to start speaking to the potential. 
I've watched parents with children, and I've watched them tell them, you're horrible, you're terrible, you're this, you're wrong, you're bad, you'll never amount to anything, and the kids live up to it. I don't ever want that to be part of what this church is about. I want to look at every young person and tell them, you have potential in you, you have greatness in you. I'll let the devil point out the failure. I want to tell them we can go to the next level. But you're going to have to fight your way, claw your way, pray your way, fast your way. But you can go to the next level. And when we go through the access, we can't go through it with a defeated mentality. I'm going to close on this one. I've watched some of us that allow the shame of our past failures to destroy the potential of our future. Before we ever step out and come forward for the conclusion of this message, I want every one of us in this room to prepare our mind. I want you to prepare your mind right now. I want you to see yourself. I want you just to close your eyes right where you are. I want you to see yourself. I want you to see yourself in all of the struggles of your past, with the trials of your past, with the things that you have dealt with. I want, to, I want you to compartmentalize them and stack them away in a corner in the room where you are. And I want you to look across the room in your eyes of faith. And I want you to see an open door on the other side. And I want you to find the courage and the faith to start walking toward that door. I want you to take an intentional step toward the door and when you get to the door I want you to begin to speak the name of Jesus I want you to begin to use the word I want you to begin to declare I'm weak but he's strong I'm not able but he's able I don't have the ability but God has all power I'm going to go to the other side and when you walk through the door there needs to be a mentality I cannot be defeated because the word of God has stood the test of time and it cannot fail and the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run therein and are safe. That means that no matter what I deal with, the name of the Lord will never fail me. The name of the Lord will never let me down. Come on, I want you to see it through your mind's eye. If you've got it in your mind's eye tonight, I dare you to step from where you are and to march through that door. March through that proverbial door as you're coming forward and begin to speak the name of Jesus and begin to pray fervently and declare, I'm going to the next level. Get behind me, Satan. I'm going to walk through the doorway of victory. Come on, somebody, begin to lift up the name of the Lord right now. Begin to lift up the name of the Lord right now. God has granted us access. We've got to go through it by faith right now. Come on, speak the name of Jesus over it. If it means war, I'm ready to fight. He's granted us access. Come on, let's pray our way through it. Let's worship our way through it. Come on, we're stepping into our victory, stepping into our future. The past is behind me. It's time to walk in victory. God has set before me an open door. You may feel like you have a little strength, but if you've kept his word and if you know his name has undeniable power, you cannot be defeated. Come on, somebody. Begin to speak the name of the Lord. Begin to pray the word of God all over this room right now. Hallelujah.
right? You know what we just did? We just did what we do every week. We just came forward. The music started. Everybody stopped praying. Everybody started looking around. That's not how you find the victory. That's not how you find the victory. There's some in this room tonight that are bound by addictions. There's some in this room tonight that are bound in your mind. There's some in this room that are bound by your past. You need to begin to get down to business with God and begin to pray like you've never prayed. God has got a door set open in front of us and we need to prepare ourselves to walk through it. Come on, all over the room. If that's you, you need to begin to pray right now. If it's not you, find somebody to pray with. We're going to fight our way through to victory in the name of the Lord. Come on CLC. Let's reach the throne of God tonight. Come on, what kind of prayers are you willing to pray? What do you have the courage to ask God for? Is there anybody in the house that is speaking victory in your life? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, I refuse to leave here fighting the same battle. I'm going through the doorway. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I got the victory. 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 I got the vict